Hey guys, this is Ozzy. And this is Charity. And, and we, we are Haunted Hops. Thank you so much for coming back and joining in with us. If you sat through all of last uh, episode and really liked us, we really appreciate it. Uh, we do have a special treat for you. Um, well, first of all, we are in my basement this time. Yes, we are. And let me tell you, she has the temperature set to morgue. So it is <laughs> freezing cold. I'm going to say hot flashes are real, man. So. <laughs> anyway, so we have a special guest. We were not able to meet up uh, to do this together. So, yep. So Charity is going to be interviewing our friend Rick. Yeah, he's we'll one of our interesting stories. Yeah. yeah, so sit tight, listen in. This is pre-recorded, and we will check with you at the end. Thanks. So, hey guys, I'm here with my buddy Rick, and uh, we're gonna start talking about a story. I wasn't ready to uh, actually do interviews yet. We kind of were like, yeah, we're gonna play with it later, but. We went out to uh, yeah, Comasin. Yeah, Comasin, and we were drinking, and he had such an amazing story that I was just captivated. So, uh, before we get started, though, what are you drinking? Well, hang on, let me uh, get a crack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll do a little pour here. Um, so, I am drinking Astro Lab Brewery, mm -hmm. and uh, looking at the back of the can, it says it's a collaboration with Four Score Beer Company. I believe they're out of. Um, uh, Frederick. Forscorus? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called Polaris. It's a double India pale ale, uh, 8.2 APV. Uh, so pretty actually good. I got it because of the name Polaris, because I do some astrophotography on the right. side. And I just love IPAs. And I'm also drinking from the Brewers Ball gift glass from nice. what, three years ago? Yeah. when we went. Yeah, I have so many of those. We're actually going on Friday down in D.C. at the Wharf. It's about uh, time. Yeah, it is. It's not going to be as fancy as it was before. We had Outdoors. the whole thing. It's, people are going to be dressed up. Um, I'm hoping to wear shorts, flip-flops, and a Hawaiian shirt, but I'm sure there will be tuxedos out there. <laughs> and, and what's it raises money for... Oh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. It is uh, something that we hold uh, near and dear, uh, Ozzy and I do, so... Um, it's it's a great cause, and if you're on the East Coast, Brewers Ball is where it's at. Um, God, how many beers they have there? Oh my God, it's a like lot. 150 or more. I mean, it's. I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I mean, in the past, God, at the where was it? The National Museum. I can't even remember what it's called. I'm not sure. Big, exciting, cool ass building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I went in there thinking that, hey, I'm going to have a little bit of every single beer. And I realized that was absolutely impossible. <laughs> did you have a lot of it? Of <laughs> every single beer? <laughs> I kept going back for refills for the same one. You're like, I like this one. I like this. My first year, they had the crab cake um, company, some local crab cake company. Mm. So they had these little mini crab cakes. And I was like, oh my God. they got to know my name. <laughs> and I was like, I'm coming back for more. And maybe that's why they never came back again. It's like, this bitch cleaned us out. <laughs> well, it's great. We go with our beer group. And, yeah. uh, you know, some experts in that group and then some novices like me uh, who mm -hmm. just go for the sheer fun of it. Oh, same. Yeah. I mean, I am a very boring beer drinker, as you guys will find out. I, I have a very uh, much a type. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say boring, but it's no, I, I've graduated from Bud Light and Blue Moon. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, but mostly wit beers and Belgians and stuff. But it wasn't until I moved to Maryland where I really got into the whole craft beer scene. 
Right. I didn't even know that thing existed because I was in the Labatt's Light and Bud Light type of thing. Yeah. But this one, again, is from Astrolab. And I love their beer. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's now, where are they beer. located? Uh, they're located in Silver Spring. I've never been there. Are they? Uh, but uh, Downtown Beer and Wine here carries them. And they just have some really creative uh, either uh, combinations or collaborations. So um, this one has phantasm in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what phantasm is. I'm going to Google that now. <laughs> yes. So somebody can tell us. But Something uh, not good for your body. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. But you can never have too much. Right. Well, okay. So we were, uh, I, I, so I'm drinking a high noon. I'm being a little lame today. I have my vodka soda, which is amazing. Um, but that's because I went a little hard and heavy the last couple nights. So <laughs> gonna, gonna scale it back a bit. But, um, when we were at Comus, you had an amazing story yes. and we may have time for more than one, but this story just captivated me and I loved it. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So we were at, at Comus end and you were talking about the podcast and I was trying to understand what the podcast theme was. And you said beer, we were drinking beer. And then you said, it's about weird, creepy kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I got a story for you. And I wasn't planning on telling anybody else besides you. Uh, I talked him into it. <laughs> she did. She did. Uh, so the story goes back about a little bit over 10 years ago mm -hmm. when I grew up in Michigan. And I got a great job offer in Marietta, Ohio. Marietta, Ohio is in the southeast corner of Ohio. It is a beautiful, little, charming city, probably... 10, 15,000, kind of remind me of Mayberry. Great city, great people, uh, great company that I worked for. So super excited about taking this new opportunity. But when I moved down there, my daughter and wife had to stay in Michigan because my daughter was still in school. And so they were gonna stay behind. So here goes Rick uh, moving from Michigan to Southern Ohio. And I was all excited. I get down there and I gotta find, first thing, gotta find a place to stay. So I, I jump into a hotel, kind of like comfort in, and with a sheer aspiration of finding an apartment, a house, the rent, something. And when I got down there and started doing the, the realtor thing, I realized there was nothing, <laughs> nothing available, no inventory whatsoever. And I started panicking. And I thought I was going to be in the hotel one day. That turned into two, then turned into a week then it turned into two weeks. That sucks. Yes. When you start knowing the names of the cleaning ladies <laughs> and, and the, the people in the back, you know you have an issue. And were you, to be clear, were you in like just a basic hotel room or did you have like the extended stay kind of experience? No, not the extended <laughs> stay. Because I assumed I would get down there, find a place and move within a day, day or two. Right. And so you start panicking <laughs> because I'm like, I got to find a place to stay because I'm going to be down here by myself for six to nine months before my wife and daughter come down. So finally start talking to some friends and reaching and telling them how desperate I was. And somebody mentioned that, you know what? You should talk to this one business owner. I think her name was Karen at the time. And she may have a place for you. You should give a consideration. So I, I tracked this person down after a few business days and lovely lady realized that she owned a three-story building. Uh, this building was right on Main Street. Um, again, best possible spot you could want. 
Mm-hmm. And next to all the breweries and, you know, craft beer joints and the whole nine yards. So I was super excited. So it was a three-story building. And I remember that the uh, uh, cornerstone was right next to the entrance of the building. It was built in see, 1799. Mm-hmm. So pretty darn old. And I met with her and she said, hey, I have a business operations on the first floor. I live on the second story. And the third story is uh, what we use for storage. And I said, she said, I don't rent it out. So sorry, there's no room at the end. I was telling her how desperate I was to find (laughs) any place. And so finally, after kind of a lengthy conversation, she must have said, you know what, what the heck? You seem like a nice guy and I'll let you rent it out. We've got to clean it out. But if you want to live in this loft, and that's what it was, a big loft on the third story of a three-story building. That sounds so cool. It was cool. (laughs) It was just this big open place with a bedroom. And the best part, she took me on a tour of it. It literally had in the middle of the room, a spiral staircase. The ceilings had to be 20 feet. So spiral staircase going from the third story through the roof onto a deck on the top. And I was like, this is absolutely heaven. She then told me, I said, well, what is this going to go for? And she charged me dirt cheap. It was half, half the cost of what I was looking at at other places. Nice. I thought it was too good to be true. And it was. <laughs> I, should, <laughs> I should have realized that there was probably strings attached. Yeah. Well, uh, you were talking her into it. She didn't want to rent it. So, yeah, you're like, she doesn't know what to charge. Yeah. Awesome. And she has no idea what the market is. Mm-hmm. So we make a deal. I, I, I pay in advance and I move in and I grab some Ikea furniture and I stick it in there. And I am an absolute heaven. I thought this is the greatest thing. I'm all excited. But got a new job. I'm working my butt off. I'm never in the loft during the day. Right. Early morning, I'm out of there doing what I do. And then I always come down, uh, come back around sunset. Mm -hmm. So a few days go by once I moved into the place and I go to the uh, microbrewery right next door and I start talking to the bartender and I tell the bartender, Hey, I'm the new guy in town. And this is where I live. I live next door in the third story. And he started laughing Again, sign number two. And I said, what's going on? And he said, nobody lives there. I go, but I do. And he said, you're making a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And it's all he would say. Now, I appreciate it because the bartender was super cool. Uh, I I think all bartenders, um, you know, are are, are amazing. But this guy, every time he would walk into the door, he would pull up two beer glasses. And he would say, what what do you have and he would pour my beer of choice and then pour himself one. What? <laughs> yes. That is so cool. Yes. And so he would just sit there and say, tell me about your day. Oh, I love that. I later found out that he can't drive because he's got too many DUIs because he, he does that with every, <laughs> every customer. <laughs> okay, so that is not going to be my next dream job. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, days and weeks go by. And as a new guy in a new town, in a new loft, all of a sudden, I'm there at night by myself, and I'm hearing moaning and groaning throughout what? the loft in the middle of the night. I didn't, you didn't tell me this. Oh, my God. I just assumed it was the furnace, the hot water tank. Hey, it's an old 100-year-old building. No big deal. Yeah. You know, just it is what it is. And so I just kind of blew it off. I said, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, but that happened. It didn't happen all the time, but it happened, uh, you know, once or twice a week. And... 
I finally started thinking maybe there's more to this with all this moaning and groaning in the middle of the night. So I remember one time I also would hear things during the day where to get to the loft, it's on a third story, you had to walk stairs. There's no elevator. And it's one long flight of stairs, probably 40 steps to get from the ground level all the way to the third, uh, third story. And I know that you can hear someone walking up the steps mm -hmm. from the loft. And I knew it was my landlord when the steps stopped at probably step number 12. Right. So you hear somebody up, they stop at step 12. I'm like, oh, that's my landlord. Mm -hmm. Well, one day I'm hearing somebody walking up the steps. And again, it's at dusk and they go past step 12. And now, can you see the landing? Can you see the landing no, from your it's door? Completely, no, it's completely right. closed. Okay. Completely closed. And oh, I'm like, by the time they get to step 20, they're only 10 steps away from mine. I'm thinking, fantastic. Someone's coming to visit me. <laughs> Someone is. <laughs> Someone's coming to visit me. And I'm like, if it's a Harry Krishna or whatever the case might be, it's probably a salesperson, but that's great. I'm by myself in a town I don't know. Someone's going to come visit me. This is great. And so I, I, and that's to start walking towards the door that would open up to that stairwell. And I could tell the person's probably at step 30, 35 and getting there and they get to the last step. I open up the door in excitement that someone's coming to visit me. I open it up and there's nobody there. Oh my God. And a, <laughs> a rush of cold air just blows right by me. Oh my Lord. And I'm sitting here going, what the heck? <laughs> I, I started thinking that I'm hallucinating. Right. I'm like, that is the weirdest thing. So again, I'm like, it's just me. It's just me. I don't understand it. Going senile, hearing things. Going senile, <laughs> new guy, new place, don't know what to expect. So another week goes by. And one day I'm walking by the, the front window facing the main street, downtown Marietta. And it's again around dusk. And I look out the window. And I see across the street, a group of people, about a dozen people, all standing clumped together across the street, staring at the building. And it almost looks like they're staring at the third floor, my window. Right. And I'm looking and they're all just kind of pointing toward the building. And I said, well, that's cute. I said, they must admire the architecture. <laughs> it's an old building, Gothic building. That's awesome. You know, they're inquisitive. That's You're a real Ted Mosby from uh, from How I Met Your Mother. You're like everybody likes architecture. Everybody, that's exactly. And so they eventually just walk down the street. I'm thinking, well, that's kind of weird, but people appreciate the architecture. So that happened another time about two weeks later. I couldn't understand it. So I'm like, that's what it is. What it is. I then go one day to the loft. Now I go all the way up. I'm on the deck. Beautiful sunset. There's nobody around. This is a small town. There's not a lot of high buildings in, in the area. And I normally go there and have a few beers. On the roof? On the roof. Yeah, okay. And because I was trying every single beer in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and I would you know, talk to my wife from there. Well, one day I'm having a few beers, just some jeans and a t-shirt. And I hear something, you know, down below. I lean over the roof to see what is going on. And there's another group of people. And now they look like they're staring at me on the roof and they're pointing. 
And so immediately I, I, I jump back. I'm like, <laughs> uh-oh, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe this is against the law or something. I'm not allowed to be on the roof. I'm not allowed to be on the roof. And so I'm like, I'm not looking back over because I don't want to get in trouble. So I finish, you know, a couple beers and I look over the roof and they're gone. And I'm like, God, this is just the weirdest stuff. But you know what? I'm the new guy. I don't know any better. So a couple weeks later go by and around dusk, I pull into a parking lot across the street from this building and I get out. I'm in my suit and tie and I'm working and I see a group of people standing in front of the building looking up towards the third floor. And I'm like, finally, I'm, I'm going to sneak up behind this group and find out what's going on and see why they love the architecture so much. Yeah. And so I, I sneak up behind this group and I quickly realize it's not a group of students looking at architecture. It's a haunted walking tour of the city. <laughs> uh, and I think it's called Hidden Marietta or Haunted Marietta. Right. And so I'm listening there and the moderator is talking to these probably tourists or visitors saying, you see that third floor up there? It's haunted. It's been haunted for over a century because some grueling things have occurred on that third story building. Oh my God. And I'm sitting here now just deer in the headlights going, oh my God. What happened? <laughs> That's where I live. So I tap a guy in the shoulder towards the back. Hey, what's going on? And he says, see that third story building? I said, yeah. He says, it's haunted. In fact, there's been paranormal activity recently in it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're the ghost in the window. <laughs> and I said, give me the story. Kill me. What's going on? He said, well, I guess about 75 to 80 years ago, there was a businessman who was new to the town. And that was during a kind of an oil ride. And somebody, that was his loft up there. But he was a, a, a beer, a hulk. And... He was new to the city and he was going around drinking and he would just get, you know, smashed in his third story loft of this building. And in fact, he was known as almost the town drunk. I'm oh, thinking, no. I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're reincarnated. I'm reincarnated. <laughs> and I said, well, what happened to him? And he said, oh, it's a horrible story. I guess one day he just vanished and nobody knew what happened. And so literally weeks go by weeks can go by and finally people like we got to find this guy they found his corpse on the deck on top of the third story where i was hanging out drinking beer oh my god and they said the only reason they found him is there were beer bottles around he was in his jeans and t-shirt or whatever it is and there were hundreds of birds picking at the dead corpse. Oh no, for weeks. For weeks. For weeks. For weeks. <laughs> Check on your local town drunks, people. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I was oh. like, oh my God. And they said, ever since then, people say he still lives there. And so I'm freaking out. And so that night I'm like, what do I do? Do I leave? Do I get the heck out of here? And then I realized there's no inventory in the market. I have to live here. You're stuck there. <laughs> I am stuck there. And I said, you know what? I just need to embrace it. And at, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And so I, I need to make peace with, I think his name was Frank. Okay. I need to make peace with Frank. And he's moaning and groaning in the middle of the night because he's in pain, whatever the case might be. And I just, every time I would grab a beer, I would grab two glasses 
Oh my God, you're the best. And grab two beers and go up on the roof when he was there. <laughs> you cracked both crack both one open. He never drank the other one. So Thank I God. <laughs> I would run. I would run out of there, you know, jump off the roof, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. So I, it was just the weirdest thing. So ever since then, I still heard all of those things. But it was weird. I kept seeing the tour groups going by. And I realized that, yes, they came to see Frank from, you know, 50, 80 years ago. But in essence, I now was Frank. I was Frank. I was the ghost. I was the paranormal activity. So I purposely kept my lights dim at night, made sure my <laughs> shades were drawn. <laughs> so only a shadow could be passing by. <laughs> I love it. You became your own ghost story. <laughs> I said, I went from living in a ghost place to in essence, becoming the paranormal activity. You got to give the place. people what they pay for, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> I knew I was there only a short period of time. Oh, um, and it, it was kind of a surreal experience. And even after I moved out six, nine months later, but almost two years later, I was in a local bookstore. And here was kind of that freaky part. I was in a local bookstore and I saw a book about hidden Marietta or haunted Marietta, whatever it was. It was a local book. And I started flipping through the pages thinking, this is kind of cool. Because all old towns have that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I, I flipped through and there was a little story about that incident. And it was exactly how they described it in the tour. The weird, freaky thing. There was a picture of the building back when this happened. And there was a picture of a guy standing in front of the building. Oh, my gosh. And it, I don't know for a fact it was Frank, Frank, but very old picture, very grainy. And you start staring at it long enough. And then you look, oh, my God, Frank is a doppelganger for me. Are you kidding? He, he had my age, my build. Oh, my Lord. He was a businessman. He was just visiting town to do some business. He loved his beer. How did he die? Did they say? I mean, they don't They don't know because the birds made a mess oh. of, of the corpse. Right. Ugh. And they said so. He just probably drank himself to death on the roof. Oh, my God. And the birds eventually found a free meal. Yeah, well, a, a and alcoholic what, meal. Yeah, <laughs> the birds probably got a buzz. People <laughs> like, yes. So it, it was just kind of this weird, freaky beer kind of story. Wow. That that uh, put a chill initially, put a chill, but eventually you have to make peace with you know the spirits. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna look for this book uh, because I definitely want to have the book with picture of you because I'm gonna be like, that's my buddy. Um, <laughs> But I want the address. You'll have to send me the address so I can like do a little, I want to do a little digging on it because I definitely want to follow up on this because I was thinking about it on the way here. And I'm like, oh, I don't know the name of this town. I don't know the building. It's, I want to see this it's building. A it's, you know what? Uh, it's a great city. Um, yeah. It's awesome. I think at what point it won best small town in America or top 10. Um, so if you haven't been around there, visit it. It's, it's a great, um, okay. great city. But um, give an inside tour of the building now. Yeah. <laughs> but like with all small cities, they have these ghost tours. Oh yeah. And ever since then, we love going on that stuff. Yeah. And I would say in hindsight, the landlord charged me too little. Yeah. I probably would have charged or been charged a premium yeah. because I think it was fun. Yeah. It, you know, and once you make peace with the spirits, 
and, and, and you're, you're bringing them along for the journey, right. um, you, you kind of get out of that. Now, my wife and, and my daughter and others didn't want any part of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they didn't stay. She didn't stay there, right? She was like, no, no, no not no, doing it. No, no, no. Because once I told her the story, she's like, what? Are you kidding me? No, that's not going to happen. Now, she was alone in the house at one point, right? Cleaning it. Did she feel anything? Did she see anything? Like, or... she. And I don't know if this is just because I told her the story, oh, but you okay. know, she, she would come down every so often and she would help me with some of the things that would be down there. But when she was by herself, she always got the vibe that somebody was staring at and, yeah. the, and it was completely empty. I always and, feel that. Yeah, yeah. You ever get that feeling that somebody's behind you mm-hmm. staring and that's the feeling that she got. And, um, and, yeah, and I'm like, like yeah, that's kind of the feeling I got. I go, Frank's a good guy. <laughs> You're like, I like him. He likes beer. He's he, hanging out. You know, Come he, on, man. He's a little bit noisy. He walks the stairs a lot, up I, and down the stairs. If I died, I'd be noisy too. I mean, I'm noisy anyway, but yeah. I would be very noisy when I die too. <laughs> I've already told my husband I'm going to haunt him when I die. So, you yeah. know, he can't. But I, I, anytime we travel somewhere, we, we try to find a haunted tour somewhere. Nice. I think it's kind of fun. Well, we should plan. Um, Ozzy and I want to do New Orleans because there's a oh shit ton of stuff God. there. And there's this one ghost tour that I've got to find. Uh, I was listening to something and I was like, that is the ghost tour I want to do. This one. And incidentally, it's at Charity Hospital. It ends at Charity <laughs> Hospital. I know. It's almost like destiny. I mean, it really is. So I think we all have to do that. I think we do a trip. I, I think when you go on those ghost tours, it's just amazing what, what happens. It's one, I love history. Yeah. So you get to learn a little bit about the history, but then how the spirits kind of just still roam around and and why are they still there? Some spirits are gone. Some spirits are still there. Yeah. And obviously the ones that are still there, either they're enjoying themselves, having a good time, or they're stuck there. I can't move on. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, hey, how can I help them? I know. I know. That would be so amazing. But, well, I really enjoyed this story. I'm excited by it. And I can't wait to do a little bit more research and have a book that has you or your doppelganger in it. Yeah. And I would say the, the other, um, you know, we won't go much into it, but um, oh, the, the other... Okay. Um, big thing in Marietta is the Blennerhassett Hotel. And again, great historic hotel, but I think it's probably stop number one on wow. any kind of, um, you know, hidden Marietta. Really? And uh, that has that old hotel, creaky vibes. Uh, again, great hotel. In fact, we, we stayed there um, many times, but it, it, they say that that one particular one is haunted because it burned down at one point in time. Right. And so therefore uh, they said some spirits are stuck in the hotel because it burned down oh. and i remember literally when we first got there we stayed at the hotel we thought it was charming and it is charming uh, but when we went to leave we literally cleaned out the room and i'm sure i'm just like you guys you check all the drawers you check the closets make sure you got everything and everything is gone we drive back to michigan and i realized that one of my suits is gone oh, is wow. missing in action now suit is not a small piece of yeah, you didn't accidentally like leave it under the bed or in the corner or something like that, exactly. right? Yeah, and it was literally hanging in the closet. And I know we checked the closet three times. And I called the hotel immediately and I said, "I left my suit. Can you check the closet?" They called me back and say, "Nope, sir. There's nothing there." And I was like, what could, "How could I possibly lose a suit?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Like- and then I later found out uh, they called me about a week later and said, "Sir, we have your suit." I said, oh, great. Where'd you find it? They said it was hanging in the closet. I said, that's impossible. I checked the closet. You checked the closet. There was no suit there. Right. And they said, well, it's here. It's <laughs> just it's just here. Uh-huh. And we don't have any explanation for it. Well, when I took the tour in Marietta, 
they said that there's a ghost or spirit that takes people's possessions. <laughs> I said, well, great if they dry clean them. But <laughs> <laughs> he had a very important function to go to. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, well, just chalk me up. I'm, I'm another victim of that particular. You're story. like, my suit is special because it went to a ghost ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a brewer's ball. So, uh, so I, I think once you start digging enough, you're, you're going to find all of this amazing stuff. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to look into this. Yeah. So that's cool. But. And then also in the Blennerhassen Hotel uh, in the basement, they say that's haunted because they said some, unfortunately, some girls, you know, perished in, in, in the fire. Ugh. And they said, you know, particular bathrooms in the basement are are, are haunted. Oh, and people have seen little girls, you know, eight to 10 years old nope. in the mirrors. And or when you're in the bathroom, they hear voices of little girls playing in the hallways. And so we went, I'm like, I, I want to see this. I would hold my bladder or, <laughs> like, or I would just, I would pee myself. It's so fine. one, you're going into a basement that's very dark and, you know, to begin with and, and it's old, very old. And you go into the bathrooms and immediately as soon as you walk in, the hair on the back of your neck stands up because you feel like someone's in there with you and your voice is echoing. And immediately they have these old mirrors and you start looking at the mirrors and you're looking deeply into the like, mirror do I, see them? Do, do I see them is there a shadow <laughs> is there a fog is there a mist oh and uh, I that was the one place where I said it scared me yeah I, I literally walked out and said I don't want to go back I don't like I, this place I, <laughs> I don't want to go back to the, the, the hotel yes there that specific room the spirit was very intense uh, and yeah. I I'm normally not scared I normally don't get nervous I was nervous. I'm always scared and nervous. And we will not be letting my husband book a trip to that hotel because... <laughs> well, hotel's great, though. I'm like, no, thank you. Because you know what he'll do? He'll actually want to go to the basement. He'll be like, come on, let's go. Let's go do this. <laughs> let's go check this out. The place that we stayed at at supper times, the Omni. Oh, the, which oh was my God, another great area. One number six on the top 10 haunted. I didn't know that. Like when they said the top haunted hotel yes. until I got there. And he, to his credit, did not know that either. But of course, as soon as he did, he was like, let's go exploring. And you're walking up the staircase and you see all those old timey photos that yes. just look like they're about to move. Right. They're yes. just, and they you... have a couple of parts of the wing of the hotel closed, I think, for renovation. Right. But when you walk through those rain, it, uh, wings, it is deserted. Right. And it's that hotel blows everything away. When you didn't go to the spa. Right. You guys didn't do the spa. No, did you? Because to get to the spa, you have to go to an old portion. But it was like down this hallway, down an elevator, through another like passageway, another elevator. And it's like, where the hell are you taking me? And then you, from the part to the spa, it just feels so wrong. Like just yeah. all sorts of wrong. <laughs> and then you get to the spa and you're like, oh, this is. So we got cut off there, but I was saying how the back part of the spa was just absolutely amazing. Um, and was going to say is that Dan and I didn't realize that we didn't plan this. We just, I mean, he was like, let's go somewhere. We were going to go somewhere else for the weekend. Right. They didn't have um, any availability that didn't cost like $10,000. We were like, not <laughs> oh about that. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a break for me. Um, but Jeannie and Jim were there uh, yes. from downtown crown. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to be, you know, we were sitting at the bar and I had remarked about how creepy this hotel was. Just walking in, it had a very shining vibe. Like, damn. shiny, yeah, oh. absolutely. I took pictures and I was like, I'm going to send this to the kids. And we're sitting at the bar and I see Jeannie and Jim walk by and I'm like, 
hey, we know, we know them. Who are they? Who are they? Like, you know, out of context, you're like, damn it. I know them and I can't place them. So they came over and sat with us and we're sitting there and I get a text from my son going, oh, it's on the top 10 haunted list. And I looked at Dan and I was like, did you plan this? I was like, I will freaking murder you. So hold on, you, you avoid haunted. I usually do. Yeah, I know, which is funny. Which is I'm okay. so fascinated the, the by the irony. I know. That lost on everyone. I know. And, it, and it's funny now I walk around my house like in a purple, a perpetual state of fear because of things that you've heard yeah. happen in my house. Yeah. And I'm like, I walk up to the bathroom, take a shower. Come on, dogs, let's go. You're coming with me. I bring my dogs with me now. Um, and I have a picture of somebody's shower recently, which I'll show you, which will explain why now I'm afraid to be alone in my bathroom. It didn't happen in my house, but, um, but it just happened that Jeannie and Jim were there for some ballroom thing. Mm -hmm. And while we were there, a a storm came through Oh, and we were going, of course, I mean, always happens. We were going to go for a hike. So we were waiting in the lobby for a hike and, um, I guess Jeannie had been going to the spa. She was mm. gonna go that down that dark, twisty, whatever um, passageway to get to the spa, the gates of hell. Um, but she, the power went off. There was no real storm. I mean, it rained. Mm-hmm. There was no thunder, no lightning, no craziness. But the power went off. For so a she's walking down the hall of a yeah. haunted hotel. Yeah, that she didn't know off. that was haunted. That just goes off. We told her, yeah, and then the power went off. Okay. She's stuck in the hallway completely dark and she said that she just, probably no windows no windows and she just <laughs> ran back so we turned and i see her coming through the lobby and she goes oh my god i was on the way to the spa all i could think of was that damn ghost <laughs> she just came looking back and i was like oh my god i would just have a heart attack right then and there <laughs> I, I definitely would go back to the amazing incredible hotel yeah but yeah the, the haunted i mean they should play that up more they, they have, don't they, yeah well, I, I guess not many people want right. to go to a haunted hotel. Yeah. Well, they did the, um, I don't know. I feel like so many would, I feel they get more money, but it does have a very certain clientele, I guess, you know, yeah, more upscale, upscale clientele. Yes. one birth brewery in the whole town. Yes. A lot of uh, weddings there, a lot of conventions. I guess people yeah. don't want to go to a haunted wedding, haunted convention. Considering the story of that, where it was a woman whose groom left her, Oh, that's right. I forgot right. about that. On the 13th floor, yes. she, I think, did she hang herself or she jumped out the window? I can't remember. But uh, it was because her groom left her the night before the wedding yes. or the day of the wedding. Yes. And so maybe that, well, that is deserves why. To be yeah, that's that's why it does. <laughs> maybe that's why they don't want to advertise because they do a lot of weddings. And it's they like, do. Is that a bad omen? But um, yeah, just such an interesting But place. I would go like, back. I mean, I would yeah, go I back would for I mean, great golf courses. Um, Again, the, the microbrews in the city, you know, they, they have a couple. They were but good. They yeah. were good, but they, they don't have a lot. Yeah. But um, And you yeah. did some great night. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I went to the golf course and did some astrophotography, taking pictures of okay. stars, moons, solar systems, those type of things. Yeah. But it's just it's just a fascinating hotel, the history. Um, you know, the, with the first tee, mm-hmm. it has the oldest first tee in the U.S. And, uh, wow. and there's a big placard by you know, the, the tee box for number which, one. Which golf course was that? I don't think it was the one it's we the, were on. It's the one on, on property, not the okay. one down the street, 10 minutes. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. But it's the oldest first tee from like 1770 something. The oldest tee in all of the United all, States. All of the United States. That is so cool. So I mean, if you like haunted really... stuff, you like beer, 
And you like golf. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there was a cool brewery on the way there too that we stopped at. I'll have to try to remember what it was, but we sat and we're watching them play. Like, you know, everybody has game nights there. Yes, and yes. it was like some trivia night. I'm over in the corner answering the questions, even though I didn't play. <laughs> but um, that's a cool place. Well, I'll put that in the notes to of a place yeah, to I'm visit. But, and I know we're kind of anonymous for you, so I won't post your Instagram page for your astrophotography. Did I right. say that right? Yes, you did. But you can send me some pictures because I'll post it okay. on my page because he takes amazing photos. Like It was my COVID hobby. It was your COVID hobby. Yeah. And I remember coming and I was like, oh my God, this is something I would totally love to do until he told me how much the equipment costs. <laughs> and then I was like, eh, never mind. But when you don't travel because of COVID and you yeah. literally are sitting in the house for two right. years yeah you know i also like to sleep at 4 a.m i just feel <laughs> that between the hours i feel that sleep is good so i just would yeah, prefer it, to it's, stay it's asleep not the greatest of hobbies that um coincides with my other greatest hobby which is having a few beers uh, because uh, nothing like trying to focus in on a galaxy when you see two or three of them <laughs> Well, you have some amazing photos, so I hope you'll share them with me because I want to put them on Thank here. Thank you. So, Appreciate it. But, and if you ever feel like you want to throw your uh, page out there, your Instagram page, you can always rename it. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw it out for you too. So. Awesome. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. This is a lot of fun. I really, I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. I'm so glad I talked you into it. Well, you talked yourself into it, really. You're like, <laughs> no, I'll just tell you the story. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I could have told it like you did because it was just so amazing. So, but. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Okay. Take care. And we're back. So what did you guys think? I mean, wasn't Rick amazing? He was awesome. And let me tell you, I had chills listening to his story. I don't know how Lisa put up with that. I would like, I mean, she didn't, well, I know she didn't stay there, but I wouldn't even go on to clean his apartment. I'd be like, no. mm, you better hide a maid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. Absolutely. And the fact that he just stayed there. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I would have left. Yeah, I don't think I could handle I that. Handled it. No, but I mean, so cool. I mean, just, just all the stories, the fact that he was his own ghost story. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes. Like, I'm going to buy the book. I will post the photo of the house and I want to show Ozzy. Actually, I, oh, I didn't turn on my phone. I want to turn on my phone and I'll show you the photo of the loft, which is really cool. Okay. I'll show it to you in a minute. But I mean, I did some searching. I asked him for the address. Uh, found the address. I will post it in the show notes as well as um, the tour is Hidden Marietta because he wasn't sure if it was hidden or haunted. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was Hidden Marietta and um, they actually have active ghost court stores and they, oh, shit, sorry, ghost tours. And they actually do start at the building. They, wow. they, they actually meet at his building. I think it's 220 Front Street or something like that. Uh, and they start there. I couldn't find anything with the guy's name, mm -hmm. but I did find a few books that I didn't get a chance to read. But look at that picture. I'm going <gasps> to post this, guys. So this is the bedroom and those spiral staircase. Look at that. That goes right to the roof. Wow. And can we say roof? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Lisa and Rick are from Michigan. So I'm sure we have an accent to them, but I just love their accent more. Yep. I mean, I'm like, hey, so you were on the roof? And he was like, yes, we were on the roof. <laughs> it's like amazing. Looking at the picture, I first of all, that spiral staircase is amazing. But it looks like a normal place. Like, you would never know. Well, he did say that they did. I sent the picture to him. He goes, oh, they renovated that really nice. So this is actually home for rent now. So oh. you actually can rent that. I wonder if 
they tell you it's a ghost uh, a ghost tour stop before you rent it. So mm. although maybe uh, maybe it generates a lot of income. Who knows? Maybe. But anyway, we're going to stop this now because, you know, we took up a lot of time with that interview. We really hope you liked it. We really hope you like us. And um, we're actually going to start recording our next episode. We, we, uh, we're going to have to go through a little um, growing pains here because, you know, we're learning our sound. We're learning our, um, uh, what we're going to do. And uh, we just hope you bear with us and, and you like and uh, you keep listening. Cheers. Cheers. Until next time. Till next time.